Hi, this is Azimuth World Foundation's podcast, Connecting the Dots. With the help of our guests, we will be connecting the dots between matters of access to public health and safe water and the balance between humankind and nature among indigenous and rural communities. Hello and welcome to a new episode of our Connecting the Dots series. I'm Mariana Marques and I'm Azimuth Wolves Foundation Executive Director. Being part of an organization that supports projects led and implemented by indigenous peoples and local communities, and that also strives to amplify these communities' voices, it's impossible to remain indifferent in face of the news published every day about the Amazon. Even though it's now scientifically accepted that indigenous peoples are the most efficient forest guardians, the persistent and increasingly violent attacks suffered by these communities endanger their lives, cultures, traditions, languages, and spiritualities, all of which are inseparable from the preservation of their ancestral lands. Indigenous efforts to defend the forest benefit humanity as a whole. But what is at stake, first and foremost, is fighting for the human rights of the peoples who live in the Amazon. That's why we are incredibly honored to have Adriano Caripuna with us today. Adriano is an indigenous leader of the Caripuna people, and he recently traveled across Europe, alerting governments and organizations to the current situation of the Amazon's indigenous peoples. Adriano, I know it's hard to give a brief answer to such a vast and complex question, but I believe that you, more than anyone else, will know how to introduce the Caripuna people to our audience and to describe where your ancestral lands are located. Good morning from Brazil. Good afternoon in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm speaking from the city of Porto Velho, Rondonia, in the north of Brazil. I'm close to Manaus, Amazonas, and another city called Rio Branco do Acre. The Caripuna indigenous territory is located within the municipality and city of Porto Velho, which is Rondonia's state capital. The territory borders three cities, Guajaramirim, Nova Mamoré and Buritis, Rondonia. The Caripuna territory is among the most threatened by deforestation, logging and land grabbing. This is something I've been denouncing since 2018, when I spoke at the UN in New York. Here in Brazil, we receive a lot of support from Greenpeace, from Greenpeace Brazil, and also from CIMI, which is the Indigenous Missionary Council. They work with us, they help us file official complaints, they help us monitor the lands, and take pictures of the illegal logging activities. And then they help us file complaints with Brazil's federal police. But there hasn't been a strong response. And the situation here in Brazil is bad. Because of the Brazilian government and the president, Jair, who said that the indigenous people's forests should all be cut down, and the forest as a whole should be cut down. Therefore, we're under threat. He also legalized gun carrying for the people in charge of deforestation. It has become extremely dangerous here. The journalist Tom Phillips was murdered recently, 
Felipe, a journalist. And the member of the Guarani Kiowa was shot at. I believe these attacks have been ordered by the state government and by the Brazilian government. Indigenous peoples have been suffering repeated attacks from the Brazilian government. And the Caripuna are one of the most threatened communities. We haven't been directly attacked yet, but our territory has been repeatedly attacked. Logging is happening and the forest is being destroyed. That's why we need to call on NGOs. And international NGOs in particular to help and support us. Yes, Adriano, it, it really is a situation that demands that we come together to support the peoples of the Amazon. And Adriano, you know, uh, taking your cue, you spoke of such important things. You touched on important topics that I would like to explore further so that we can better understand the true impact of the situation. But, you know, let, let's take a step back before we all talk about uh, Jair's Bolsonaro policies in Brazil and how they are impacting the Amazon's indigenous communities. You know, having our audience in mind and in an attempt to convey how important the Amazon forest is for the Caripuna people, can you tell us a little bit more about the relationship of the Caripuna people to the forest? The Caripuna has love for the forest and how it relates to himself. Because we know how important the forest is for us. It holds our sacred grounds. We defend it because the forest is just like a mother to us. And you must protect your mother, right? A son protects his mother. And the mother protects her son. So we respect nature just like we respect our mothers. We also know how important it is to keep the forest standing, because rivers and wild animals come from the forest. But nowadays this is threatened, because our rivers are contaminated with toxic agrochemicals, since a lot of ranches surround our indigenous territory. And the cattle ranchers are working with toxic products. When rain comes, these products flow into the river and they contaminate the river. The water we drink is fetched from this river. Fish are also contaminated. Most animals are going extinct these days. It's all disappearing as the forest shrinks. Another issue, Mariana, has to do with the isolated indigenous people who live in the territory as well. They are also threatened. That's why we need to protect the forest and that's why we are respectful of nature. We, the Caripuna, respect nature. Unlike the non-indigenous people destroying the forest who don't respect nature, we are playing our part when it comes to respecting the forest. Everything we do in the forest we do after asking for permission. We must ask for permission before harvesting a native fruit. We know we can only harvest a certain amount of fruit. If we go to Buritis to harvest some acai, for example, we'll only take the amount that we will actually eat and consume. Non-indigenous people destroy everything. That's not right. Of course. And Adriano... You started your activism when you were 14 years old, right? 
that's when you began your active fight for your people's rights. And nowadays, you are part of the Kaipuna people's leadership. Looking at your life of activism, which began early on at 14 years old, maybe even earlier, and that continues to this day, what are the main differences in the way the forest is being impacted? And uh, how has activism itself been impacted and how has it changed because of that? The main difference I feel regarding my activism is that the Brazilian government, I'm naming the government because it's the government that holds the power to protect indigenous territory. And I don't mean just Caripuna territory, but all indigenous territories. Even the many territories of quilombolas, ribeirinhos and small farmers. All these territories have lost assistance because it is the Brazilian government that has the ability to protect the territories. By government I mean the Brazilian Institute of the Environment and Renewable Natural Resources, the National Force, the Federal Police and Environmental Police. Those organizations hold the power to do it, but they are doing very little. On top of that, after being elected, the president scrapped FUNAI. By scrapped I mean he stopped the advancement of FUNAIs and IBAMAs and ISMBOs work to empower the invaders, precisely. That's what led to such an escalation in the invasion of indigenous territories, and I mean all territories, not just the Karipuna territory. So the impact that I'm truly feeling is that the forest is dying. And indigenous peoples, activists, and activism itself is dying with it. They are being murdered. That's what happened to Dom and Bruno. That's what happened to many other activists, such as Dorothy, who was murdered in Pará. Right. Because protecting indigenous lands means risking your life, right? Just like you are saying, Adriano. You just spoke of the case of Bruno Pereira and Dom Phillips, which received widespread attention all over the world. How would you describe your situation as one of the protectors and defenders of indigenous forests? I would describe it by saying that we, both indigenous and non-indigenous activists, are unprotected. There are no safety measures to protect us. And the forest that we are protecting and taking care of is under threat. That's why activists are murdered. As we saw with Dorothy, Bruno, Dom Phillips, with our Guajajara relative who was killed. It happens because we have no protection, we are alone. This is why the European Union, and that's everyone from Paris to Lisbon, Portugal, needs to pressure Brazil and make sure it fulfills its role as the protector of indigenous peoples and the forest. Because Brazil has signed many international agreements, agreements regarding climate change in COP21, COP22, COP23, COP24, COP25 and COP26. Brazil has promised a lot, but has done nothing. There is also the question of the G7 and other groups. Nothing was done, because if the forest had been protected, 
As was promised by Brazil in the several COPs, in the climate agreements, none of this would have happened. There would be no murdered activists. The forest wouldn't be perishing. They claim that indigenous peoples are protected. That's deceitful. They are lying to the European Union. They are lying in the climate change COP summits. COP27 is coming up and it will be held in Egypt. Brazil will say, we take care of the Amazon forest. We take care of the indigenous peoples and traditional peoples. They don't. They take care of no one. We are alone and our lives are being threatened. The life of our territory is under threat. My own life has been threatened. And so far I have no protection. Adriano, there's something else I want to talk about as well. You've been speaking about the situation in Brazil and how for several years now there's been a failure to honor this commitment of protecting the Caripuna and all the indigenous peoples living in the Amazon. I want to ask you now, thinking about Portugal and its history with Brazil, if you feel that the Caripuna's current situation is still connected to Portugal's colonization of Brazil, do you feel that a full recognition of the profound consequences of colonialism still needs to happen in Portugal? Portugal as a country still needs to do a lot for indigenous peoples. But since we're talking about the Caripuna today, I'll say that Portugal needs to know more about our situation. And by our situation, I don't mean just the necessity to protect our land. It goes way beyond that. It has to do with our culture, our language, our history, our beliefs, our traditional medicines. It involves spending time with us. And what does that mean? It means visiting our village and seeing how the Caripuna live. It means seeing how we wake up, how we go hunting, how we harvest fruit. It means getting to know our culture. Besides helping in the protection of our territory, the Portuguese need to know about our culture. Because, do you know how I see the issue of protecting the forest? I'm not doing it just for the Caripuna. I'm not protecting the forest just for the Brazilian people. I'm not doing it just for the Italians, or the Ecuadorians, or the Americans. I'm doing it for the whole world, the Portuguese included, because the forest matters to the whole world. And I don't need to be a biologist to affirm this. I don't need to be a geographer or a forest engineer. Things weren't the same 10 years ago. It's really warm, our rivers are drying too early, our rivers are overflowing too early, there is less fish, there's less wildlife, several plant species are disappearing. Those are the effects of climate change. And the Caripuna and other indigenous peoples are saying, we don't want the forest to be cut down, we want the forest standing. Because we know that the forest holds everything together. The forest stops climate change, it stops the rivers from drying, it stops the animal extinctions, fish and other species. 
Things are already bad and they will keep getting worse because of all the deforestation, all that nature has given us, what nature naturally gave us. Now we have to reforest and we need support for that. Because, you know, we indigenous peoples and the Caripuna people, we don't have the resources to do it. That's why we are asking Portugal, Italy and all other countries for support. Help us financially so that we can purchase small trees and replant what the loggers... So that we can reforest what the invaders cut down. The Caripuna weren't the ones who destroyed the forest, we didn't destroy our own home. And just one more thing to finish answering your question. Much of our economy depended on areas that were deforested. That was where our income came from, the acai, the chestnuts, all the fruits that we used to sell are gone because deforestation destroyed everything. Chestnut trees were cut down, acai were cut down, they turned land into pastures to raise cattle. We can't find these fruits anymore, so when we think about the whole process of reforesting, we need to take into account the indigenous peoples whose source of income has been destroyed and who need work so that they can pay for their expenses. There's no longer any money for expenses. My case is different. I'm in the city. I'm attending law school. I also struggle. I have to find ways to pay for my tuition. But I'm in the city right now so that one day after I graduate, I can defend my people. I want to pursue environmental law. But it's very difficult because I lack support. Unfortunately, Adriano, ancestral peoples and indigenous peoples living in the forest since ancestral times are the ones who suffer the biggest impact. And not only because of what we are now witnessing with climate change, there, there's the impact of the forest's complete destruction to make way for intensive agriculture, intensive cattle production, there's also illegal gold mining, for example, and even mining of other minerals and gemstones. And so what we see is a kind of a ongoing encroachment and destruction of indigenous lands and resources. And if on one hand, we do see a growing number of non-indigenous peoples paying attention and, and supporting indigenous communities, on the other hand, people in Europe, United States, other parts of the globe are still consuming this huge amount, this huge quantity of products exported by Brazil. And, and many times, if maybe most times, these, these products are certainly related to, they are obtained through the destruction of the forest, of indigenous lands and resources. So, from your perspective, Adrienne, what action should be taken in these countries, in, in European countries, in the United States, to promote the survival of the Amazon's indigenous peoples? You know, actions related to this consumption and, and many times embrittled conception of Brazil's export, which fails to acknowledge the impact that it has on your territories. The way I see it and the message that I want to convey, not only to the European citizens, but to everyone consuming Brazilian exports. And when I say exports, I mean several products. Meat, soy, fish. You need to assess very carefully 
de exportação do Brasil não está saindo. Whether this product is coming from criminal operations. Por quê? O que está acontecendo no Brasil? Because what is happening in Brazil? In Brazil there's co-optation. I don't know how you say it in Portugal. There's environmental crime. They have their lands, which no longer produce anything, and then they invade public lands. This public land can be indigenous land, or it can be a conservation unit where deforestation is forbidden. Then they falsify invoices and documents. Saying the products come from their land, while in fact the product was obtained through criminal practices. Therefore, the European Union, the United States, and other countries that consume Brazilian products need to be extremely attentive. They must ask this businessman, where is this product really coming from? If it was obtained through criminal activity, we refuse to buy it. They must be able to prove that the product isn't obtained illegally. They must be able to show where the product comes from. That's the only way we can slow down deforestation. And there must be a boycott. There must be a boycott on this kind of products coming from Brazil, just like you did with Ukraine and... And Russia. Right, you need to do that. Otherwise, we won't be able to stop it. You really must boycott, because we indigenous peoples are the ones suffering because of it. Suffering in many ways, because there's psychological terror, there's the fear of being murdered. We can't rest, because we can't sell our products anymore. Our chestnut trees were cut down by the invaders. We're suffering all sorts of impacts, social impact and environmental impact, psychological impact and financial impact. All due to the ones carrying on with deforestation. Indigenous peoples are not the ones doing it. Of course not. On the contrary, you know, indigenous communities are the ones who allow us to still have parts of the forest that are intact. They are our planet's guardians. Unfortunately, we see these actions taking place more and more often. In Brazil, they have increased dramatically in the last few years. And Adriano, we just spoke about the pressure that governments all over the world need to apply when it comes to Brazilian products. And in terms of individual action and trying to kind of summarize what we've been discussing today, what is the importance of our choices as individual citizens? the importance of trying as much as we can. Of course, governmental action on Brazil products is, is the first big step, but on individual level, we can also do something when we go shopping. We can be more conscious about the products we are purchasing, right? On top of everything you've been telling us, and are there other ways in which we non-Indigenous people can support your cause? Do you have any other advice or, or recommendation or do you recommend any other actions that we should take to support the Karipuna? The actions that people in Europe and Portuguese people in particular can take, the Portuguese embassy must pressure the Brazilian embassy about removing invaders from the Karipuna indigenous territory. I can think of three actions. First of all, removing the invaders. Second, protecting the Karipuna's physical integrity and in their territory, and also fulfilling its role of creating public policies related to education, healthcare, and the economic sustainability of indigenous peoples. 
and there's something else I need you to do. Spread the word about the Karipunas fight. Do it on social media, on WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Telegram. Because there is a lot of content about the Karipunas struggles. Help us reach more people. What do I mean by that? Help me visit you in the United States. I also do talks and presentations. And also, if in the future you want to help us, make sure you talk directly to my people. It shouldn't involve third parties. What does that mean? That support must come directly to the Karipuna, because donations can take a long time to reach us. It reaches, but it takes a long time. And the help we're asking for, it must come quick. And I just remembered something else. Fight for the immediate reforestation of our territory, because our forest is disappearing. We need support as soon as possible, in order to begin reforesting. And help us protect our territory through surveillance. We must be able to purchase drones and teach people how to operate those drones. We need many things. And we are in an election year. It's very difficult. Now people are invading indigenous land more than ever. Karipuna land and many other indigenous territories. But since we're discussing the Karipuna, let me say that the Karipuna needs support. Our people protect 153,000 hectares of land. And we have a small population. But we are committed to defending the forest for the benefit of the whole world. Adriano, I'm so thankful for what you share with us today. Thank you for your detailed description of the Karipuna situation in the Amazon and for your powerful words. And I'm confident that this discussion will lead to, just, just like you mentioned, it will help spreading the world and it will allow more people to listen to the Karipuna and feel empathy towards your struggles. I also believe that, you know, more people would join the efforts that you just summarized so perfectly, Adriano, and made us understand how important they are. We are also aware of how important it is for you to be present in, in the meetings happening all over the world, Europe, United States, where places where decisions are made. But it's obvious that decision-making must include the participation of indigenous communities. Decisions can't be made if they don't include the peoples whose territories are the most impacted. These meetings must be participative. Indigenous decision-making must be included at all stages. As much as possible, Asimuth will keep supporting the causes of indigenous peoples and local communities. We are incredibly thankful to Adriano Caripuna of the Amazon's Caripuna people. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Connecting the Dots, an Azimuth World Foundation podcast. Join the conversation on our website, azimuthworldfoundation.org, or by following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn.